ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what I'm going to talk about is the black athlete. More specifically, I'm going to talk about some black athletes that you probably never heard of. If you've been following the podcast, you know that I did mention that this month is Black History Month at the time of this recording. And what I wanted to do was to highlight some black athletes that you probably never heard of. And here's the great thing about these athletes that I'm going to talk about. They were the first to do the things that they did. And what you'll realize as I'm telling you this information is that sometimes it's not easy being the first at anything. For example, in Major League Baseball, you're probably familiar with Jackie Robinson, right? However, Jackie was not the first. Actually, back in 1879, there was a guy by the name of William Edward White. He was actually the first black man to play baseball in 1879. However, his historic moment doesn't really count. And the reason why it doesn't count is old Willie was (laughs) passing as being white. (laughs) So it doesn't count. And I wish I had time to talk about how black people used to pass as being white. But that's another story for another podcast. But the first major leaguer that was black was a guy by the name of Moses Fleetwood Walker. And he made his debut in 1884 while playing catcher for the Toledo Blue Stockings. Now, Obviously, he faced intense racial scrutiny. And Moses only lasted one season. And in lasting one season, Moses was the first and for a long period of time, the last African-American to appear in a major league baseball game. And then there's soccer. Most of you are probably familiar with the great soccer player, Pele. However, Pele was not the first. In 1889, the first black professional soccer player was a guy by the name of Arthur Wharton. Wharton became in the area what is now called Ghana. He became the first black professional soccer player in the English professional league. He was a goalie and a winger. And he made 54 overall appearances across four professional seasons. And in 2003, he was elected to the English Football Hall of Fame as a pioneer. Many of you are familiar with the sport of boxing. You might know guys like Floyd Money Mayweather or Mike Tyson or the GOAT, (laughs) Muhammad Ali. 
However, they were not the first. The first black heavyweight champion of the world was a guy by the name of Jack Johnson. In 1908, Jack Johnson beat Tommy Burns to claim the title as heavyweight champion of the world. And he won in the 14th round, becoming the first black world heavyweight champion. And he would carry that title for the next eight years. So shout out to Jack Johnson. You're familiar with the Olympics with guys like Usain Bolt or Carl Lewis or Michael Johnson for that matter. But they were not the first. In 1908, the first black Olympic gold medalist was a guy by the name of John Taylor from Washington, D.C. Taylor was the son of two former slaves. And he captured the gold medal by running the third leg of the medley relays covering 400 meters. And in that same year, he would complete his degree in veterinary medicine from the University of Pennsylvania. So shout out to John Taylor. Now, I know you're thinking, OK, well, he hasn't mentioned anything about women. <laughs> Here we go. The first black woman to win a major sports title was a lady by the name of Lucy Diggs Slow. In 1916. Now, in 1917, while a student at Howard University, she would go on to accomplish a major milestone for both African-American and female sports as a whole. She won the American Association, excuse me, American Tennis Association first tournament. And she became the first African-American woman to win a major sports title. Dig Slow is also a very notable in black history because she is one of the founders of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, the oldest African-American sorority in American history. The AKAs. <laughs> so shout out to her. Now, many of you, when you think of pro football, you think of players like, I don't know, Lawrence Taylor or Jerry Rice. However, they were not the first. The first black pro football players were two guys by the name of Fritz Pollard and Bobby Marshall. In college, Fritz Pollard became both the first African-American football player at Brown to be named to the Walter Camp All-American team. And in 1920, along with Bobby Marshall, he became they both became the first two African-Americans to play in the NFL. As for Pollard, in his second season, he led the Akron Pros to their first championship. And following the season, he was named their co-head coach. And by being named a co-head coach, Fritz Pollard became the first African-American coach in pro sports history, and he was still an active player at the time. When you think of broadcasting, you may think of some of the broadcasting greats like Bryant Gumble or James Brown. No, not the Godfather, so, but James Brown, CBS James Brown. 
but they were not the first. The first black sportscaster was not Stuart Scott, rest in peace. It was Sherman Jocko Maxwell. He was mostly known by his nickname, Jocko, but he was the first black sportscaster, sportscaster in history in 1929. He began as a 22-year-old. And throughout the 30s, he interviewed some of the biggest names in sports. He went on to become a public address announcer for the Negro Leagues and the Newark Eagles. And he would be a prominent scholar in baseball history. Despite many of his accomplishments, there were many times where Jocko Maxwell was not paid for his work by white broadcast outlets. Now, ain't that some stuff? (laughs) you do the work and they'll pay you. But anyway, shout out to him. Now, I mentioned Major League Baseball earlier. When you think about great players like Mookie uh, Betts, they weren't the first. The first African-American player from the modern day era was the guy that I mentioned a little earlier, Jackie Robinson. He broke the color barrier because we had gone 63 years in between times of having a black player on a major league diamond. And he is known as one of the greatest American trailblazers in the history of our country. Jackie Robinson's debut on April 15, 1947, broke the longstanding color barrier in baseball. And it changed everything about the game. Jackie Robinson would go on to become Rookie of the Year, the first black All-Star and All-Star MVP in 1949. And later he would be the first black player voted into the Hall of Fame in 1962. When it comes to college basketball, you may know a great player by the name of Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. However, Kareem was not the first. The first black college All-American was a guy by the name of Don Barksdale in 1947. During his one and only season at UCLA, he became the first All-American named to a college basketball All-American team. Excuse me, he was the first black All-American. And that following year, he became the first black player to to compete as an Olympian for the United States basketball team going undefeated in the process. In his second season with the Baltimore Bullets, Don Barksdale became the first African-American to be selected to an NBA All-Star game. So shout out to him. Speaking of the NBA, we're familiar with players like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, LeBron James. But the thing about the NBA was those guys weren't the first to do it. When you think about the NBA and coaching, you think about guys like Casey Jones or Lenny Wilkins. The first professional black basketball coach was a guy that you may have heard of in 1966, a little guy by the name of Bill Russell. Actually, I can't call him little. He's 6'11". 
But Bill Russell's dominance did not just remain on the court. He became a coach for the Boston Celtics. He was the league's first black MVP in 1958, but in 1966, he became the first black head coach of a major professional team in the modern era when he became the team's player slash manager. And two years later, he became the first black man to coach his team to a championship ring. So shout out to the legend, one of the greats of all time, Bill Russell. When it comes to tennis, we're very familiar with the likes of Serena Williams. However, Serena was not the first. In 1950, the first black female tennis player was a lady by the name of Althea Gibson. She was one of the first women to cross the color line in professional sports and became the first black woman to win a Grand Slam title when she was victorious in the 1956 French Open. She was also the first black woman to be ranked number one in the world, and she would go on to capture Grand Slam tournaments and a total of 11 Grand Slam tournaments. And she actually also competed in the LPGA Tour, excuse me, (laughs) becoming the first woman to ever compete professionally in both tennis and golf. So shout out to her. Back to Major League Baseball. The first Cy Young winner, the first black Cy Young winner, came in 1956 when Don Newcomb won the Cy Young Award. He would become the first and one of only two pitchers to ever win the Cy Young MVP and Rookie of the Year honors in his career. And later on in his career, he became the first black pitcher to ever start a World Series game. In hockey, you may be familiar with black players like P.K. Subban, but he wasn't the first. In 1958, the first black NHL player was a guy by the name of Willie O'Ree. O'Ree debuted for the Boston Bruins against the Montreal Canadiens becoming the first black player in the league's history. Over his career, he would play 22 years between the NHL and the minors. So again, shout out to him. Back to the Olympics. We remember ladies like Florence Griffith Joyner, Jackie Joyner Kersey, Marion Jones. They weren't the first In 1960, the first black female to win multiple medals was a lady by the name of Wilma Rudolph. She became the first black woman to capture multiple medals in winning the gold in the 100 meter dash, the 200 meter dash, and a third as a member of the four by 100 meter relay team. If you count the 1956 games, Rudolph captured four gold medals and retired as the world record holder in three of her medal events. College football. You may remember Heisman Trophy winners as guys like Bo Jackson, Cam Newton, or Lamar Jackson. 
or a guy by the name of O.J. Simpson. Don't laugh. O.J. won the Heisman. He was dope back then. You know, a lot of stuff happened, but hey, we're not talking about that. <laughs> but the first person, the first black man to win the Heisman Trophy happened in 1961. A guy by the name of Ernie Davis out of Syracuse. He followed in the great in the footsteps of the great Jim Brown. He was twice elected as consensus All-American at Syracuse, running for a total of 2,386 yards and 20 touchdowns. In 1962, he was selected in the first round uh, by the Cleveland Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed after that draft um, with having leukemia, and he would die a year later. Rest in peace to the great Ernie Davis. When it comes to golf, we know of players like Tiger Woods. But Tiger was not the first. The first black PGA player was a guy by the name of Charlie Sifford. Sifford fought his way through many obstacles, being a black man and quote unquote a white man sport. He earned a victory at the 1957 Long Beach Open, uh, the PGA Tour competition. And in 1961, he finally joined the PGA Tour and six years later captured the 1967 Greater Hartford Open, becoming the first African-American victory in PGA history. Back to baseball. The first black World Series MVP was a guy that we unfortunately lost last year. Guy by the name of Bob Gibson. During the 1967 World Series, Bob Gibson pitched in games one, four, and seven for the St. Louis Cardinals against the Boston Red Sox. And he dominated along the way only giving up three runs over and 14 hits across three games. He ran up a total of 26 strikeouts and only five walks and threw a shutout in game four. And he also hit a home run in game seven. And he did all of this after rallying from a midseason broken leg when the ball got hit off his leg uh, in July. And not only was Bob Gibson one of the greatest competitors Major League Baseball has ever seen, they say he was one of the meanest people you'd ever want to be around. If you were his opponent, he was going to give you hell. But if you were on his side, he was going to ride with you. So shout out to the late, great Bob Gibson. Men's tennis. In 1968, the first black tennis Grand Slam winner was a guy by the name of Arthur Ashe. He became the first black man to win a Grand Slam title, singles title at the U.S. Open. He would later get the same distinction at the Australian Open in 1975. And in 1975, also, he won Wimbledon. And he still, to this day, remains the only black man to hold these distinctions. Distinction, excuse me. In the NFL, when you think about the quarterback position, we know about quarterbacks like Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, 
Steve McNair, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. But they weren't the first. The first black quarterback in the modern era was a guy by the name of Marlon Briscoe. In 1968, Briscoe became the first black player in modern history to start at quarterback for the Denver Broncos of the AFL. Briscoe threw 14 touchdowns over five starts, and he ran in three other touchdowns. And despite his early success, that 1968 season was the only season that Marlon Briscoe would play quarterback because they moved him to wide receiver. <sighs> anyway, in the NBA, there's a such thing as an MVP sweep. Now, when you think of MVPs and you think of MVP sweeps, you're talking about winning the All-Star Game MVP the regular season MVP and the finals MVP. And this has only happened to three people. Shaq did it once. Michael Jordan did it twice. But they weren't the first ones to do it. The first man to do a to to have a NBA MVP sweep was a guy by the name of Willis Reed. In 1970, he won the All-Star Game MVP with 21 points and 11 rebounds. Then he won the regular season MVP after averaging 21 points and 14 rebounds a game for the New York Knicks. In that particular year, the Knicks had an 18-game winning streak. And finally, he capped the year off as Finals MVP after twice dropping 35 points and doing what Willis Reed does. So shout out to the great Willis Reed. Speaking of basketball, when you think about upper management, in 1972, the first black general manager was a guy by the name of Wayne Embry. After completing a Hall of Fame career, Embry turned his efforts to leadership. And he played a major role in bringing Oscar Robertson to Milwaukee is to team up with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that resulted in the Milwaukee Bucks winning a NBA title in 1971. And subsequently, he was promoted to GM the next season, making him the first black man to hold the position of general manager in all of pro sports. And he also later became the first black team president and COO with the Toronto Raptors. Speaking of management, when you think about Major League Baseball, you could think of a manager like Dave Roberts, but Dave Roberts wasn't the first. The first black Major League Baseball manager in 1975 was a guy by the name of Frank Robinson. Now, although Buck O'Neill became the first black MLB coach in 1962 with the Chicago Cubs Frank Robinson took it a step further after his great career Robinson became the first black 
manager in 1975 in Major League Baseball history when he managed the Cleveland Indians. Speaking of managers, in 1992, Cito Gaston with the Toronto Blue Jays became the first black manager in Major League Baseball to win a World Series. That's great. That is phenomenal. Speaking of coaches to the NFL, you may be familiar with a coach like Tony Dungy, but Tony Dungy wasn't the first. In 1989, now keep in mind, the NFL had been going on for years and years, but it wasn't until 1989 that the NFL had its first black head coach. The then Los Angeles Raiders named Art Shell their coach. Art Shell was only preceded by the aforementioned Fritz Pollard that I mentioned earlier, who was the coach of the Akron Pros in 1921, but that wasn't the NFL. Art Shell was a former eight-time Pro Bowl selection and a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And in 1989, the Raiders made him the first black head coach of the modern era. He was named AFC Coach of the Year 1990, and he guided the Raiders to a 12-4 record and the AFC West Championship. Going back to golf, in 1997, a kid by the name of Eldrick Woods became the first black major golf champion. You know him as Tiger. He was just 21 years old. He dominated the 1997 Masters, shooting 18 under par for the tournament and winning by a margin of 12 strokes, setting an all-time record. In the process, he became the first black golfer in the 63-year tournament history to ever win. And Tiger Woods holds, holds the distinction of the first and only black golfer to ever be num- ranked number one in the world. As far as the NBA, when you think of ownership, in 2002, former BET owner Robert Bob Johnson bought the then uh, Charlotte Bobcats and became the first black owner of a major pro sports team. He was over the team for eight years and in 2010, he sold the team to Michael Jordan, who became then the second black majority owner in NBA history. And if my memory serves me correct, Michael Jordan is the only black owner in any of the major sports, major owner. Hopefully that will change sooner than later. And last but not least, let's go back to women's tennis. In 2002, the first black women's tennis ranking went to a lady by the name of Venus Williams. She was the first black woman to get the number one ranking. And that was huge when you consider where she came from. 
And then in 2003, the first black tennis player to hold all Grand Slam titles was her baby sister, Serena. Serena defeated her older sister, Venus, to claim the title, but she also teamed up with her to win doubles titles championship in the same tournament. To date, Venus Williams has 23 individual career Grand Slam titles, and that is the most in the open era. In 2010, along with her sister Venus, they both became part of black doubles pairing number one in the world. They both have won 14 Grand Slam women's doubles titles and remain undefeated as Grand Slam's titles together. They have truly been black girl magic and black excellence. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was to, again, highlight some sports figures that you probably never heard of. Everyone that I mentioned has been the first. And as you can tell, as we have gone through history, it's never easy when you're the first one to do it. They faced many obstacles, racism, everything that you could imagine and more. And they still rose. And at the end of the day, that's what black excellence is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. There will be bonus podcast episodes that will be dropped from time to time. That's going to do it for me. Again, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.